one of the sayings here, part of the mission here at Chapel Roswell is life and faith in the round. And we have worship in the round all the time, just based on the physical space of our chapel here. We're always in the round. And so today, we thought, what a great image to bring a table right in the center of that round to really be a great place to have a conversation and to learn more and to be grounded in the round, learning about what happened on this campus this weekend. And so today, I'm joined by a few of our AYL, or Alter Your Life, representatives they, I am so thankful they are here because they have been up since Thursday morning. I don't know that anyone at this table has slept since Thursday because of excitement and then the actual weekend. And so we are so grateful to be here together around this table. But as we share and as we visit, I want to offer a scripture to be kind of a guide for our conversation. And the scripture that I offer is actually from the Gospel, Matthew, and it's chapter 5 verses 13 through 16, and you can read along with me. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. But you, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under the bushel basket. Rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is our guide today because AYL has been about finding your light and finding your identity in that light and seeing how it can be reflected and light the whole city. And so we are so excited to have you here and we want to hear about your time. But before we do, let's take a minute and I'm going to ask you all to introduce yourselves and tell us kind of your role. Where were you this weekend? Okay, we'll start with you. So I'm uh, Bill Hoban, and my wife, Meredith, and I were the co-chairs for this year's AYL conference. So we, the conference started Friday uh, evening and just ended at the 9 o'clock service this morning over at the sanctuary. And so we are all super tired, but um, it, it was a great weekend. And I'll explain a little more in a second, but I'll let you go ahead and introduce. Um, I'm McKenna Rowlett. I'm a 12th grader. And I've gone to AYL, I guess, every year, minus COVID, since sixth grade. So I guess my little part is that, like, I've, I don't know, it was my last one. So it was kind of cool to experience that. So, yeah. Thank you. My name is Preston. I am in seventh grade. This is my second year of AYL. Um, and I'm a student. And, yeah. Um, my name is Tracy Huey. I was multiple things this weekend. I was a host home family. I had a daughter who was a leader, and I also had a daughter who was an attendee. Oh, it's a whole family oh, and, thing. And one that can't wait to go next year. See? 
So tell us a little bit, you were one of the coordinators, and so give us an idea, and a lot of people, there are a lot of people who may not understand the magnitude of went into this weekend. So explain to us a little bit about what it takes to make AYL happen, how many volunteers, how many host homes. I mean, we see these two beautiful people, and how many of them do they represent? <laughs> how many of them are there? Well, so this year we had over uh, 200 students that participated, and um, what I love about this weekend is it's something that the entire church can get involved with. So not only were the kids here, but we had over 150 um, volunteers that, that helped in various ways. Um, we had, you mentioned host homes, we had over 23 host homes. So this was an in-town youth retreat. So the kids left home, their homes on Friday, and they're going back home today. So they had a whole weekend retreat away from their, their houses. And um, we had congregations that, that opened up their homes and housed them. So that was super great. And then um, we also had 29 college leaders that came back from all over who most, of I think, had participated in AYL growing up. Some, they just brought their friends. But we had just a lot of, of great leadership. And then, of course, our, our team here at at RUMC um, that really kind of made this all come together and, and work. So when we think about that's 150 volunteers for 200 students all living in about 25 houses. So it's a youth retreat in town. And so I know, Preston, for you, last year was your first time to go through AYL, but you were not at a host home because of different situations with everything. We felt like it was safer not to have the host homes. Now we're able to go back to the host home. So can you tell us a little bit about, is there a difference? Did you like one over the other? Um, last year, we just went home every night. Yeah, you had to go back to parents. Right? Yeah, the this year, um, we just went to our host home's house and stayed up and ate junk food and, yeah. went, and went to bed at, like, one, something like that. So, and, and you had group time, <laughs> and you discussed what you learned at yeah. church. Okay. A little bit. Well, and like Preston mentioned, so this was the first year we've gotten to do host homes since COVID. So it was, um, it was a game changer. The last two years, we have, we've had AYL but we've, everyone's had to go back to their own homes, um, and we, were, we did a lot outside um, the past couple of years just to have, have space and not be all in one room. But, um, so, yeah, so it's a whole different experience for, for the kids, but also the coordinators to not have the kids here the entire weekend. We, had, we actually had a break where we could kind of get things together and, and make things run even more smoothly, I think. And so to share that, so if you are here right now and you're between the ages of like 6 and 12, then you should be really excited because one day you get to go and be in a host home and eat junk food and stay up till 1. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, but also there is group time, I understand. And when they go back home, when the students go back home to these places, that is a good time, too, to be together and to form stronger relationships in a community. So can you talk to us a little bit about, since you've experienced all of it, Yes. So I'm just going to premise this. I have four children, and our first AYO was 2010. And so, and I still have a fifth grader, so I'll let you know when my last one is. <laughs> um, 
as a host home, they come to your home on Friday evening, you give them a meal, you give them fellowship. Sometimes it's a bunch of children that don't know all of each other. And so they start connecting, they start bonding, finding the things that um, they may have in common or a class or a person or an activity. Um, our group this year was a wonderful group. They were all connected. They're all from the same high school. But all of them, but one, I believe, comes to this church. And the young lady that does not come to this church came to our AYL this weekend and then is going to her church's big youth event next weekend. And so as the girls said, that's a lot of God um, and a lot of not sleeping. <laughs> um, so... You do that, you bring them back up here, and they have events on Friday evening. And typically after that, they stay until about probably 9, 10, and then they come back home. They re-go over everything that they've discussed, right? And then Saturday, you get them up bright and early, feed them, nourish them, bring them back up here, and they start all their missions, which is amazing. The amount of mission work that gets done by these students is absolutely amazing. It's all age appropriate. And each year, they, the big ones talk to the younger ones about, well, we got to do this this year, and you know, we got to do this. And then so it's you're in the moment, but then you can't wait for next year when you have the opportunity to do that next thing. Um, prom with special needs kids. Bridges, you know, everything is just an amazing opportunity. And if you aren't sure, you can go on the website and just look at some of the pictures mm -hmm. of everything that happened this weekend. And then we bring them back home, we feed them, they come back up, and they have dance, and then we have a huge worship service. And I'm going to get a little teary-eyed. Um, the service on Saturday night, like, is amazing. The raw honest, like, like every year when I step in there, you know, I'll take pictures and I help and, you know, even dropping them off, it is, it's real. Yeah. And these kids do not have a big opportunity to be real. Right. And this year's thing was about your identity in Christ. And it's don't let anybody knock you down. Yeah. Don't, you know, you're real. You're who he made you to be. Mm. You don't need to be fake. It's honest. And it's, I just, every year, that's what brings me back to AYL every year, is to know that that evening service happens. Mm. And, sorry. And, you know, and then Sunday, you shake them to wake them up. <laughs> um, if they're not already up, having not gone to sleep, and we bring them back up here. And it's a powerful service where the parents come and they can hear what they learned and see what they learned and see how the whole group is connected. And they get their big picture, and yeah. then they go home and take a nap. Well, and there's something about, you know, we're joking about being tired, but there is something about settling into a place and once you're in that vulnerable spot, you're kind of tired, but you're really excited to be there, that's sometimes when you can be the realest you can. Yes. And you're so open to the next thing because you're not, the distractions are not the same. I see you just over here shaking your head, nodding your head. Yeah. McKenna, can you tell us a little bit about the relationships that are returning every year? Um, yeah. Tracy mentioned a little bit about people being connected. So... Um, my group, so there was one senior girl group this year, cause, and there were eight of us, and um, we 
have, minus three of us, have all gone to church. You know, we have done confirmation every single year since sixth grade. Um, we, like, go to crew on Sunday. We go to the camp events. We go on mission trips. We do all that stuff. So we're already all really close. And there are three girls that I know. They all go to Roswell. Um, that came, they came last year, and they came again this year because they loved it so much. And, you know, we bonded. We, we became, like, a group. And, like, you know, at first it's a little bit awkward. It's like, a, oh, hey, like, I know you from school. Like, hey. And then by the end of the weekend we were like, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And, like, we have this, like, connection now that is so, like, powerful, Especially because, you know, the last night, you know, we are, we are all open. We are sharing things about ourselves that we probably normally would not share. You know, it is very, it's very raw and mm-hmm. it's very, it's very powerful. It's, you know, you can like physically feel the spirit like there. And like, especially with identity, with all of us being seniors, you know, next year we are going to college, you know, and we are, you know, we're going to have to choose our own identity. We can wake up in the morning and be like, I'm not going to eat breakfast today, you know? Like, that's just something that we have entirely all our choices. You know, our parents don't have, aren't over our shoulders all the time. And that's something we all have to deal with because going into college, you know, we have this idea of I'm my parents' child. I'm my friends. I am, you know, we, we take all this worldly, like, pieces of ourselves, and we make that our identity. And, you know, that's, you don't want to go to college with that identity. And that was, like, why it was so powerful, especially for the seniors, to have the theme be identity. Because, and part of this is what, I, I wrote this down, um, that Galen said, and she said, who or what have you allowed to shape your identity that does not deserve to have that power? Mm. And, you know, with, again, I'm going to college, you know, I have all these things and I'm, I'm aware that I have them. And that's the first step is to acknowledge they exist. And they don't deserve to have that power to control my identity. And so it's, it's really cool and really powerful to have that as the theme to be like, hey, you know, this is the next step for you. And now you get to create your identity in God in something that is not of this world and is actually going to like benefit you in life. And I think, you know, everybody might be sitting here and is like, this isn't what we got up to come to church for this morning, <laughs> you know? And, and I think what I would say to all of you, from you little kids to you older adults, I think the point of this today is to let you know that this is a home and there is a place for you. And it may be a big place being in charge of AYL. It may be a little smaller place being a host home. It may be you loving to cook and making a meal for somewhere else. These are, we're God's people, we're God's children, and this is just a way for you to see from different perspectives how we all fit into the picture here at Roswell. And I think that the importance of community and home Mm. is something that the last couple of years of COVID threw a lot of us for a loop. And the fact that we have host homes again and we have younger kids coming and there's always something to look forward to. And as for Galen's you know, thing that she had quoted, that 
you know, literally Galen, our speaker for this weekend, was in tears when she was up there. And she said this is the most amazing weekend that she has ever had because she was a part of that service last night. Mm. And us as grown-ups want our kids to feel comfortable and open and honest and real. Mm. And we get caught up in not being real. You know, we live in East Cobb. You know, so anyway, just don't leave. Stay, I promise. <laughs> You'll be touched by something. Well, and I, I also wanted to just mention, um, yeah, out of these 200, 200 students, there were over 14 schools represented. So this weekend isn't just about RUMC. It's, it's an invitation, an opportunity mm -hmm. for an invitation for these kids to reach out to their friends. And, um, and that's what happens. And, yeah. and so that makes it even more special on Saturday night where um, the, it's just a super powerful opportunity for invitation for this weekend. Can I just say something? Yeah. One other thing, prayer. We have a prayer list. Miriam's got, she's got her prayer bracelet on, okay? This, what, you guys got them last week? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were given bracelets. I believe yellow was students and the blue were leaders or guides or mm -hmm. whatever. And you prayed for that person whose name is written on your bracelet. It, it's not a leftover from a bar or anything. Um, you know, it's, it's got a student's name on it. And they pray all week. And Galen even said, don't rip it off yet. Don't rip it off. Because this was an amazing weekend. But God's not done yet. And Satan's ready to jump in when these kids go back to school. So keep praying. And we need to be praying every day anyway. But this just gives us one more person with a face and a name that we can pray for. That's right. Want to tell us about what you're wearing? Yeah. Okay, so... No, you're good. Um, we got dog tags for a while that was like our little I don't want to say gift you always get a gift at the end of it but so this year was dog tags and the explanation is so soldiers when they enlist are given dog tags to identify them and you are given two so um one of them goes over your heart and one of them is like a little extra and this is kind of weird but when you go off into battle and you die you know, that tag that has your name on it goes on your toe so that they know who you are mm -hmm. and they can identify you. And so the whole point of us getting these is that, you know, the one with our name on it, the one that goes on your body when you die, it is your name. Like, it is you, you know, and it is your worldly identity. And the one that stays over your heart is is all about God and it's God's identity is in your heart and in your life and everything you do and so yeah it's kind of cool so when you go to school tomorrow what's going to be different what's is there a word or a thought that might stick with you from this weekend um identity like who I am no matter what you see tomorrow, no matter what you hear tomorrow, I hope that that rings true in your, your mind, that you hear that first. That's a great one. Thank you, Preston. I think for me, it would be acknowledging 
the lies that I tell myself, that the devil tries to tell me about myself, about my life, and acknowledging that, like, this is not of God, you know, and we are God's own. We are created in Jesus Christ to do the good works, and, like, we are God's original masterpiece, and we shouldn't let those thoughts of negative, you know, self-hate, you know, oh, I failed this test, oh, this person, you know, betrayed me, you know, those aren't, like, God's words for us. Those are the devil's words to make us feel bad about ourselves, Hmm. and that isn't who we are, and so I think going into the rest of the year and the future of my life, I'm going to, you know, start acknowledging that, hey, this isn't what I need to be thinking about, this isn't my identity, this isn't who I am, and dismissing those thoughts before I let them control me. Yeah. I think one of the big things that they talked about at AYL, too, is be the light, Mm -hmm. you know? And all those negatives that McKenna's talking about, I'm not enough, I'm not pretty, I'm fat, I'm not rich enough, I don't have the nice car, I don't have the designer clothes, Mm -hmm. those are all dark. Mm -hmm. Those are all darkness, that's all stuff that just needs, it just distracts you. It's just, you know, just stuff. Be the light. Smile at the person that's not smiling. Give a hug to the person that looks like they need a hug. You know, just, you know, the mission trip that the older 11th and 12th graders did was the Seven Bridges. And after all the children that I have had, I have never made it down to the bridges. Because every time I'm ready to go and someone's sick. Or, you know, just something. Something gets in the way. And it was not the plan. It was not my intent. But when I came up and I drove the girls this morning, I was like, Bill, they're going to the bridges. And Bill's like, they are. And I said, is there room for me to go? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> sure. And he, he did. And so he's like, we'll make room. Let me, let me find out. So I rushed and made dinner after I dropped the girls at house. I prepped dinner so that way all Brian had to do was put it in the oven. And even then I got three texts. Um, and so I made it to the bridges. I made it to the bridges. And, it and if was, you don't know what the bridges does, why don't you tell them really um, quickly? So the bridges is a mission that um, we take food. Um, we took bags of Hygiene. like yes, Toothpaste, food, lotion, yeah. just some general little things to the homeless. And as you head down to the old Brave Stadium, as you leave Atlanta, and you see all those tents and all those people under the underpasses and just all those people living under the bridges, we went to the bridges and we met them and we prayed with them and we talked to them yeah. and we fed them and they were thankful. Right. And, and that's kind of a rite of passage because that's an older thing for the 11th and 12th graders. And then the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth graders they do different missions um, in particular. What did you do, Preston, for your mission? Do you remember what you did? Um, we made care bags of, like, tissues, cough drops. Yep. Cake yeah. Maybe cake mixes. Yeah. yeah, and then there was, like, like birthday birthdays. stuff. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll give those out at our own food pantry right here. And so... What part of this is and why I love the idea of being at a table and being in the round is because a table, there's always room for one more. Yeah. 
And so if that is not the perfect image of identity, knowing that there's always, you have a place at the table and there's always room for another person at the table, um, that is it. Salt gives flavor to food. Light pierces through darkness. And that is what we take with us today, is that we make room for one more because we can bring light and flavor to someone else. And we do that because we know that God has done that to us. Just in case you have not noticed this visual in front of us, there is communion. It is bread and also juice. Because this ultimately is our salt of the earth, our city, and our light in all darkness. Jesus, when he gathered with friends, much like this weekend, whether it was on a mountain or in the grass or even in an upper room, Jesus always was at a table with friends and shared a meal. And so that's what we will do today. And so I will remind us that on the night in which Jesus gathered with friends of all kinds, of all ages, and all different stages, and sometimes those friends went back to their homes, but sometimes those friends spent the night together outside doing fun things and in prayer. And so much like the retreat you all went on, Jesus spent a lot of time with friends in prayer and retreat. And any time Jesus was with those friends, they would gather together. And Jesus would say, take and eat and remember that you are mine. And it's in that same way that today we hear Jesus and God saying that to us today. And so we have this prayer. Gracious and holy Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body of Christ, and the blood of a new covenant, so that we remember those historical, scriptural, faithful words of take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me, and take and drink in remembrance of me. And today, Lord, we also ask special blessings on every person in this place and those who are represented through AYL. We also ask, Lord, that you be with us this next week so that we may have opportunities. Help us to be reminded that we are invited to share all that we have been given, all of the love that we have received. May this be a reminder of that so that we may be hope and faith for someone else. And Lord, this week there are those who are facing surgeries. And there are those in our midst who are facing celebrations. And there are those in our midst who may be feeling lonely or weak. Whatever it is, Lord, may you provide wisdom. May you provide comfort. May you provide a friend. And may you also provide an extra moment that they remember whose they are. And may that give them the confidence and the strength to face whatever it is before them this week. And now in our hearts, we name those on our minds. Amen. I will give you one quick instruction, just as a reminder, that when you take communion, you should peel off this part first for your wafer and then turn it over and peel for the juice. 
I'd also remind you that this is a, not a United Methodist table. This is God's table. So all are welcome at this table, regardless of a denomination or church affiliation. You all are welcome 